once again to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that might be a kindly wizard just trying to help you. Or maybe we're a shapeshifter, we're trying to kill you. You don't know. My name is Leslie Gray Streeter, and I am a novice of world player games, also a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, an author, and uh, someone who just wants to stay alive through the whole game. That's all I want. Uh, my co-host is... I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I am an actor and a playwright, and I make theater for young audiences and all the people. And after doing some research, I realized that the uh, thing that we're talking about today has a sort of background or likeness with improv. And that makes me very happy. And yes, that's all I have to say. Uh, we're always uh, joined by producer Sam. It is true. <laughs> and with us today is a person that is near and dear to our hearts. All of you, ours. You have heard her before. Uh, not only have you heard her before on the show, you have heard of her on the show because another guest pointed out that we mention her pretty much every episode. In some way or not, we mention Ooh. her. To whom are we talking? Of whom are we talking about? Host. Yes. Yes. Hoost, 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 indeed. Indeed, it is Nikki Lewis, who is uh, producer Sam's wife and also uh, me and Leslie's best friend. Woohoo! This is either going to be the best or the most obnoxious or both episodes. Oh, I'm going for both. Uh, of the me. show. Also, we have a, guest, a special guest who sort of is a harbinger of the show. Who is with you, Nikki? I have with me my... Uh, pseudo dragon or in real world terms my bearded dragon this is sebastian uh -oh. and he's just chilling he's just chilling here on my shoulder can someone screenshot this because i think honestly it's we gotta do this at some point because like we never have like an actual relevant guest star to the show <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll, have, I'll have him in my picture for the for the bio thing there you go there you go anyway um I would just, what we're talking about is something that, that Nikki, and she'll explain how she got into it, but something that we had a chance to experience together. So often there are things that we talk about, like that we have no clue about. And the guest is like, did you read every single thing? Or like, no, we read one video, move on. But um, we always want to, but it's just, people are so into things, but we got a chance to experience this thing alongside Nikki with her sort of as our guide. And it was not a peyote trip. It was, uh, I know, I, I wish. <laughs> it, it was, tell us, tell us, Nikki. Uh, well, I guess we're talking today about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and I, I was uh, fortunate <laughs> and very amused to host um, our hostesses, our two hosts uh, today um, and their children and a couple of other friends in a D&D &D game um, back in October? October, it? yeah. Yeah, it was October. Um, and it was hilarious, uh, to say the least. It was pretty great. So, Nikki, tell us why Dungeons & Dragons is what you've picked to talk about today. And then what Dungeons & Dragons is as well. Okay, so Dungeons & Dragons is a role-playing game, a tabletop role-playing game. And um, it was... Uh, invented in uh it, or it came to be in 1974 um created by um uh was his name gygax and uh why is my brain going blank 
Oh my goodness. And now the computer's frozen, so I can't even pre uh <laughs> Oh, I had the Wikipedia pulled up. Arneson, Arneson, Arneson. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, um, and so this game was created and it's a, a, it came from some of the miniature war playing games that were out, but it's sort of recognized as the sort of the jumpstart to the big role playing game um, phenomena that still exists today. And also it's, it's sort of the mm -hmm. great granddaddy of the, role-playing video games, mm -hmm. um, the, the first-person um, RPG games that are out now, like, I guess, Call of Duty and, and uh, th those things I don't play, so I don't know, but um, those type of games. Fantastic. Um, so I was just going to so, say, so what, why did you do, why are you talking about this today? Well, I've, you know, Dungeons & Dragons came out when I was a little girl, and it was pretty, uh, pretty big in the, um, in the 80s mm -hmm. yeah when I was a teenager um however and i guess this sort of ties <laughs> into the show it was really kind of stigmatized as yes. being a really nerdy nerdy geeky thing to do you know just it sort of had this you know sort of this imagery of these you know folks in you know thick glasses sitting around who were not good at socializing with regular people so they had to make up these fantasy worlds where they could escape from the real world because they didn't fit in and you know it was just it was just sort of a misfit outcast kind of thing stereotypically and, and what <laughs> <laughs> and there speaks the person that probably played <laughs> that age but what, <laughs> was, at that age i was already <clears throat> I was, I had the thick glasses. I was already considered a nerd. Mm -hmm. I went to, you know, in high school, I went to a nerdy high school. Mm -hmm. Never been, you know, the most popular person. I was, you know, overweight and not, not really, you know, so I had all these things already going against me. I wasn't going to add that. I just was not, <laughs> I mean, even though it seemed like it could be fun and interesting, I was like, that's going to be one strike too many. I'm, I'm, I might as well just go and go star in a Revenge of the Nerds movie if I jump into this. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was a mystical, magical, dragon-guarded bridge too far. It was. It was just too much. Mm -mm. So I kind of avoided it because I just didn't want to go there. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't <laughs> add another strike against me in being, you know, a misfit. Um, and it's one of those things that as I got older and it's still, you know, it, it has gone up and down in popularity over the years with a more recent surge after Stranger Things. Um, I think that mm. sort of brought it sort of mm. off this latest uh, jump in popularity. Um but it's always been one of those things in the back of my mind that I was like, you know, because, you know, as you become an adult, you sort of care less about what people say. You care yes. less about what you And you're just like, I'm going to do what I want to do. You know, I'm, I want to have fun. So, and I said, well, if it comes up, maybe I'll join a game at some point. It just kind of never came up. I thought oh. you were going to, it sounded like you were going to say, I'll just join a gang at some point. I'm like, don't do that. We are too old for that. I mean, oh, oh my gosh okay so we have to mention i'm sorry the tangent this is taking you mentioned gangs so leslie and nikki and i blood in blood out remember that oh, movie? oh my gosh it's not nikki about this thing it's about us and respect and respect okay yeah, nikki, oh that it's, it's a, a horribly, terrible movie horribly offensive to probably everybody and especially like you know let next people but leslie and nikki and i went on a vacation to the beach a trip we have referenced before because again we talk about nikki every episode and we 
rented that move. Did we rent it? We rented it. House? No, we, we rented, rented it. it. And, um, so kids, you used to go to stores and actually get videos and keep them for like three bucks a day. And you had to rewind them because it was on tape. And yeah. uh, we, we and that. sometimes they didn't have what you wanted. So you couldn't watch it. You just yeah. couldn't see it. You had to either or you waited. Like remember when Titanic came out on video and there were like, it was a two, I think it was two tapes. And it was, they had like 20 of them at the Blockbuster, but the, everybody got them. So you, on a Friday night, you had to stand there by the return and hope that somebody brought it back. I didn't even like Titanic, but I remember specifically doing that. <laughs> and be like, I got it. I got the movie. And then you run really quickly. You run before anybody gets yeah. it. Somebody, yeah. People are like, what are you waiting for? A movie? Anyway, um, so that's what the 80s and 90s were, children. Role-playing games and fighting people over movies you didn't like anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nikki, how did you get to... So you thought you would give it a chance if you had a chance, and then you no one asked you to play. <laughs> I know that sounds so... And that sounds so sad. No one wanted me to play. Um, it's a, it's a, I don't know why I said it like that, but yes, it you just, weren't like, able to play. My scope of friends, it just didn't happen to come up. Um, I knew that my sister-in-laws were both played and it just, again, it was mostly a timing thing because I live in Texas and they right. live in Baltimore. So it was just mostly a timing thing, but we had talked about it. So when I was home uh, visiting in Maryland last April, I cannot believe it's a whole nother year, uh, last April, yeah. I, I went to my sister-in-law's and I asked them, I said, can we play through? Because I really want to play this. Because, you know, I had also gotten caught up in the Stranger Things hype and it sort of right. ignited my desire to do this. And I said, this seems really, really interesting. And I had also seen something online. I'm a counselor and I'd seen something online about using role-playing games in therapy. Awesome. And I was like, I can see, I think I can see how this could be a thing, but mm. I don't know for sure because I haven't played. So, <clears throat> so you know, maybe I should go ahead and play this and see what it's like. So I went to my sister-in-law's place and they, you know, they played through um, and uh, with Sam and I and my, my two sister-in-laws and it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun, like creating a character, actually like, <laughs> drew a character and had Sam draw me a character. Um, and uh, Max, you, made me draw it. you made me draw it. You wouldn't draw it for me. You made me draw it. <laughs> he did help with the touching up, but, um, but I, I enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun. And so I being me dove into it like full, you know, full throttle, like belly cannonballed into it. I, I, you know, got 50 million pair, uh, sets of dice and I bought the the books, you know, the player's manual. There, there's three books that you have to have uh, for mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, the player's manual, the Dungeon Master's Guide and the monster, the, the, the I call it the monster book. I forgot the official title of it, but the monster guide or the monster book. And um, I got those three, started reading <laughs> um, when Sam and I were driving back because we drove to Maryland when we were driving back. Um, as we're in the car, I'm sort of trying to run through a game, you know, sort of being a, a, a DM, which stands for Dungeon Master, um, <laughs> trying to run through a story that I had uh, found online, uh, um, uh, one of the games. And it was very interesting. And I was like, yeah, yeah I could see how this could be used in, in a therapeutic setting. Um, 
easily, I could see how this could be used. So I, I signed up for a class. There's a class through a um, website called Geek Therapeutics. And there's a class you can take. It's a nine-week class uh, to be a oh. therapeutic GM. GM yeah. stands for Game Master. DM is Dungeon Master specifically for Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. But GM is for just basically um, all role-playing games. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. And, um, and so I took this class. And it was nine weeks. It was very, it was very interesting. Um, we spent, you know, half the time learning how to apply this in a therapeutic setting and half the time actually playing, playing. through as players while our instructor was the GM. Um, and he walked us through and we had to have goals that we were working towards, like our clients would, that type of thing. And it was so much fun. I was going to say, I love this. I, um, Nikki obviously is a therapist. Lynn is not technically a therapist, but she had, you know, may, planned to be a social worker and I have been in therapy. So um, I would say that I think therapy, if you can afford it and have access to it, is one of the most rewarding things available. And it, when Nikki brought this up and she said, hey, uh, even before the podcast, she goes, hey, I'm doing this. It seemed like such a beautiful way to find ways in for people who need this to meet them where they are, to meet them at their interest, mm -hmm. to meet them at their skill set. So I just, I love everything about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it really, it was really great. Um, I, you know, I did a whole bunch of practicing. I, I made poor, you know, poor Sam and Raya sit through many a game and uh, Raya, some of Raya's friends came over and I had some friends from work come over. So I had lots of practice and this Ugh. was my dragon escape. And oh, this no. was, or um, <laughs> this was before um I played with you guys even um, so it it was just learning that it's a lot it's a lot of rules um, Dun Dungeons and Dragons has gone through many iterations as most games do right. and it's currently on the fifth edition. Mm -hmm. There's something new coming out this year, of course, because of course, right when I learn one thing, they start putting out all this other stuff. Of course, of course. Um, so I'm probably gonna have to buy all new stuff, <clears throat> birthday present, <clears throat> all new, uh, oh. <laughs> all new things, Fascinating. new rules and everything, but, um, but it was a lot. It's, it's a whole lot of little ticky tack rules. And I am not by any stretch of the imagination, an expert at this. I, I still have to look up rules. I don't remember what everything stands for. I don't remember, you know, am I supposed to roll a D4 or a D8 or a D6 or what the heck? So it's a it's a lot of moving parts. But the important part is, and I think I because I started doing the therapy group in November. And um, and I think the important part is just making sure everyone is engaged, everyone has bought into it, everyone is first of all having fun, because part of the right. therapeutic aspect of this is play. Um play because as adults we don't often get to play no no um and it's so important for for mental health and for you know happiness and joy to have that play time so in addition to the therapeutic aspects of it there's also just fun um it is fun I I do it and you know I I have in-person sessions you can also do this online there are a whole lot mm. of uh, systems in place online a whole lot of um uh uh programs you can go into um so you you're I'm sorry so you're playing with other people like you would like my son plays Roblox online yeah and like yeah. Minecraft online so you're playing with other people that way 
Yeah, there are a whole bunch of um of of uh I'm looking for the word. I can't think of the word I'm I'm needing. Um Sam with the word for the platforms. Platforms, thank you. Why did my there brain you go? There are a lot of platforms that will allow you to play uh role these type of games. Mm -hmm. Um I I don't know if I want to name any because I'm not really trying to support any specific ones. I don't sure. use them. Um, right. But there are tons of them out there, and there's a huge learning curve with that that I'm just not prepared to uh, tackle at this moment. Um, well, that was one of my questions. So it is, and we'll talk a little bit about the game that we played with mm -hmm. you in October. Um, and I actually have some more intel on that game uh, in a minute. <laughs> um, but um, with all of the rules and the nuances and the um the intricacies of it it's still is that part of actually what makes it fun because there's this whole world that has like specificity do you know what i'm saying it's sort of like it's a universe that has its own stuff and that makes mm -hmm. it even more real maybe right yeah yeah it it, it kind of it allows you to become more immersed in it because it does have its own it does have its own particular rules. It has its own, you know, expectations, its own, you know, just like our world has its own thing. This world has its own things. And, but the, the beauty of it is it's, it's not actually a real world. So you can feel maybe more comfortable and safer acting in a certain way or doing things in a certain way in this role-playing world and this make-believe world than you do in the real world. I, um, I, I have always thought that one of the reasons that things like Dungeons and Dragons were so easy to ridicule is because there was an insecurity by the mainstream because they didn't understand it. And so ah. they had to learn these things. And why is it so complicated? And why don't I get that? So they have to make fun of it because otherwise, if they don't get it, they'd have to, ex they'd have to admit that there was something that had worth that they don't understand. And it mm -hmm. seems too complicated. So they have to go, oh, it's just stupid. That's just nerd things. I just was thinking about one of my favorite movies is Galaxy Quest and mm. the Justin uh, Long character who's such a uh, dorky, um, he's, he and his friends are made fun of for being a fanboys of this thing. And at the end, they actually are able to save right. the real aliens and the actors of this Star Trek-like show that have gone into space for real because these aliens don't understand that they are actors and not actually guardians of the galaxy so to speak so great um so great. at the yeah. end at the end when they're taking him seriously and he's like all right this is what we're gonna do and he's got the plans and he's got the thing and he knows the trajectory and it's so great because it matters it, it validates mattered. it validates it him valid and it, it mattered anyway because it was important to them right it was important to them but then there were these real world implications that they were very happy that these guys were nerds. Yeah. Because it, it saved them. Yeah. There's, there's that... also a, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Sam. There's also um, th this sort of intricate, weird game playing thing is universal. If you think of anything that you play, that mm -hmm. it's complicated. So there's a, I, I made a t shirt years and years and years ago. That's a D and D is fantasy football for people who don't like staring at men's butts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, well, and everybody it's has the same level of complexity. Yes, same level I don't, of complexity. I don't, I don't understand fantasy football at all. Well, and it's <laughs> bothersome because the cool people get to say, 
well, that's weird and nerdy. And the people who don't like sports get to call it sports ball. And I hate that too, because it's still dismissing something you don't understand and saying, oh, you know, it's not called sports ball. Stop, stop. It's rude. But they think it's okay because they've been bullied for not liking sports. So they go, fine, you're gonna make fun of our thing. We'll make fun of your thing. I think that, and we'll talk about the game, like, is, like Lynn was saying that we play it together, but I didn't have any real prejudices about Dungeons and Dragons in terms of a a moral or nerd standpoint. It's just more that it was a thing I did not understand. Well, and I'll mention that again, things not only sometimes feeling um, threatened or intimidated by, there's also misunderstanding and being scared by, because mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I knew about Dungeons and Dragons is that a lot of Christianing people thought that it was evil um because it had to do with um witches and warlocks witches and oh, again the whole satanic panic thing exactly and yeah. and i know that's one even though we were i mean my parents like didn't want us to watch stuff with witches in it and you know so we were kind of like on that trajectory even though we were older at this point with dungeons mm -hmm. and dragons so i don't think they um, they really cared, but you know what I'm saying. But but that was in the back of my head, though. If we was, had said we want to go play well, Dungeons and Dragons, they may have had an objection, right? Because exactly, because when you mentioned this, Nikki, in my head, I was like, it. You know how like you know that there's a connection in in there somewhere, but you can't remember what it was. And I was like, oh, there was a reason, like a quote moral unquote reason, right? Um. And also, too, again, like you said, the whole I, I just felt that it was this whole community that I, like you said, didn't understand. And I just decided I wasn't going to try to. Um, and I didn't. <laughs> and, well, and there are other elements to that, too, um, it, in terms of it being a community. At the time, I, I think, and I don't have 100 percent statistics on this, but I, I, I think I'm right on this, that it was not for people that look like us no and I'm, us hey, being, and Leslie. um it was for people that look like sam it was and specifically for, men it was yeah that's what i'm saying it was for it was for males and, and and i'm not saying only males played and only you know people who weren't people of color played but i think it, that was the primary target as evidenced by how they wrote the characters and some of the things that they have uh you know they've Strive, struven, striven, strove, strove. They've made struven. Um, they've made efforts to change in each edition. Like they've added more diversity. They've added more. They've uh, pulled back on some of the stereotypes, like the dark elves being bad or things uh -oh. like that. But yeah, there there was a lot of that going on, and so I think also it wasn't <laughs> really so much geared toward us and um so I think that was another thing that kept it sort of out of my in addition to the conscious decision of not wanting to look like a, a, a nerd right. also wasn't really pushed in my my population my culture Corral mm -hmm. Sebastian sweetie no he's not here yeah, yeah I know but he was he's been edging backwards for he's the last three sentences there. he's not going anywhere but fine Oh, come back. Oh, maybe he's like, I'm just saying the beard of dragon was hanging on the back of the chair where Nikki was. That's what that was. Sorry. I don't ahead. think he's going anywhere, but you know, maybe it's okay. He can't get anywhere. I have the door shut. He'll be fine. Um, <laughs> a long way down for a little dragon. 
He's fine. Um, you know he hasn't got rings, right? <laughs> Don't tell him that. He thinks he's a dragon. Um, My so bad. One other thing I wanted to point out with, the, with in terms of why people stay away from it, there was the whole satanic panic thing. There was the whole not looking like a door thing. It was also in in really enjoying role-playing games and really fully immersing yourself in it, you kind of have to let go of looking stupid. Ah, yeah. Willing, <laughs> willing to talk with an accent and really get into it and really like, how dare you, sir? And be willing to just get really excited over the outcome of some dice. And it's a whole lot you have to be willing to let go of in order to have fun, um, which is why I said in my therapy group, one of the things I love about it is that everyone is on board and completely, right. you know, bought into it. If you had someone there sitting there like, mm, I don't know, I feel kind of silly. It, right. it just doesn't work. You have to be willing. You have to, to immerse. You have yes. To be willing to be silly and immerse yourself. And like, like a uh, Sam there does great voices. Um, we just, we just went to a Dungeons and Dragons event at the San Antonio Zoo last uh last week a week ago and um which was really cool because i you know love being able to play sometimes because uh being a dm is cool but i love playing being a player um <clears throat> so so um we got to go to an event and i got to play with sam and he he does this great voice uh his character was a what were you you were a um what were you? Were you a warthog? No, you weren't the warthog. I was a ram. He was a ram. I hit things. Yeah. Um, so, Played to was... my strengths. I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> so in the, in the San Antonio Zoo uh, Dungeons and Dragons event, all the characters were animals. Um, so uh, Sam was a, a ram. I was an okapi. Um, what is it? So it was okapi. Okay, API. Those is it are like a deer? It's like, well, it's like half zebra, half horse, you know, like the color wise. It's, it's okay. Like on the front, zebra in the back. Um, <laughs> that sounds like business in the front party in the back. It does. It sounds like a mullet. <laughs> it is a mullet. The animal kingdom. The mullet of the animal kingdom. The mullet of the animal kingdom. I want a yeah. t-shirt now. <laughs> so anyway, we, you know, and, and, you know, all of us were, were getting into it. You know, you couldn't let yourself, I was in front of people I didn't know. Sam was the only person that I knew and it would be real easy to feel self-conscious and, oh, right. but no, you guys just dive in, be silly, be goofy, have fun with it. I, I just had this song, you know, the pulling the gang, get down on it. Um, it said, get your back up off the wall. You can't keep your back up on the wall. Mm -mm. How are you going to do it if you really don't want to dance? You have to dance in Dungeons to, and Dragons. Exactly. That is the theme song of Dungeons and Dragons. Are you going to do it? Dignity, not a thing here. <laughs> Get down on it. Uh, uh. Be, play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, uh. Cool in the game, call me. Anyway, if you really uh, want it. Yes. Get down on it. Sorry. But yeah, but it's so easy. Though, Get down to... on it. You started it. I'm sorry. That uh, sounded very, very nasty. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. He's so, I love Sam. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's so easy though to try to to stay on the periphery of things and still try to be in it when you're not really in it. And it's fun that that wasn't. And again, um, I read some stuff today about 
Dungeons and Dragons um, preparing for this. And it's really funny. I mentioned in my uh, too long intro about this having pieces of improv in it, but it's true. And I have to say as an actor, um, improv can be scary. And just like this, because you have to let go and it's not fun if you don't. And it's not <laughs> fun if you um, don't, play and that's one of the rules of improv is that it's always yes the answer is always yes um if somebody gives you something you're going yeah. to take it you're not going to go oh stupid do that yeah exactly that just messes up everything and it brings it brings everything to a halt if you have someone that yes. is not into it everything just comes to a screeching halt and it's like okay you just inserted real world here why why would you do that um, so yeah, you have to be, just be willing to just go with the flow and just not worry about how you look. Don't worry about if you're cool. Um, this is one of the reasons, um, my former job, I worked as a counselor with juvenile probation here in Texas. And, um, I worked with youth who were, um, in a secure facility and I wanted to do a Dungeons and Dragons group there. And it was not shockingly it was not met with enthusiasm by these teenage, these teenage. Oh, uh, by the kids. By the kids. Yeah, the kids, the, the adults were like, sure, do it. The kids, we sent out this questionnaire asking them what groups they wanted to do. And because um, we let them choose which groups they wanted to go to. No one chose my group. And in fact, some of the responses were pretty adamant. It was oh, no. no, no with uppercase letters, no with many exclamation points. There oh, was no. a hell no. That was hell no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like, no, it was absolutely not. And it was because of this stigma still right. attached to it that it is a nerdy, geeky thing. I mean, if you look at even on Stranger Things, even though it's a very popular show and it's, you know, really cool and it sort of brings a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons elements to life into the, it brings them into the real world. If you look at the core group of characters. Right. They're not the most popular. They're they're, they're the not. kids that don't fit in. They're the misfits. And so even within the show that's making it cool, they are still, the people playing it are still not. And so it still has that, it still has that stigma. Like when I say stuff about Dungeons and Dragons, like even in my own family, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Um, so, you know, it's-, it's, which, it's act, which actually yeah. makes me a little surprised because I- but what I know of your of your brother in law is that he gets into stuff. So I thought maybe this would be the kind of thing that he would. So what's funny is I didn't even ask him. Um, but like, um, like I recently asked my, I probably shouldn't say this. I probably shouldn't call. Him. I asked, you know, I asked, I asked a member of the family um, if if uh, they wanted to participate, and it was sort of like I got this weird face emoji. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, seriously, it's fine, and I haven't gotten a response. So. Um, so we'll see. Maybe when I'm closer to home, I'll be able to drag more people into it. Um, I'm hoping to actually start a regular type of uh, game that I drag my two besties and their family into. Drag away. <laughs> well, which, leads, which leads us to the game that we played in October. And it's the first time that Leslie, because you had never played before, right, Leslie? Never. So it's the first time that either of us had ever played and um, we had, we both had our kids with us. So my son was 10 at the time and Leslie's was, no, my son he was, was 11. This he was, was a, couple of, a couple months ago. It wasn't was like, five years ago. No, no, I was like, kids are the exact same age they are now, 10 and 11. And um, 
we both have sons and so it was us we were at Nikki's house uh that she grew up with grew up in her her uh home and was with her mom which is hilarious because we Leslie and I kind of when we're around our aunt Wanda who is Nikki's mom we kind of become like 15 again it's kind of funny but anyway um we were there and it was also um Derek who's a friend of ours that we've known for 40 years and um the son of another friend that we've known for 40 years and I felt so sorry for that um young man because he was in the <laughs> midst of the foolishness um but he was so sweet and he, he was just kept so laughing. sweet he had fun he told his mom that he had a good time so it was he was fun. he was so sweet and so we put the boys the younger boys the 10 and 11 year old on one character nikki mm -hmm. had made these beautiful intricate intricate character <laughs> pieces i mean it was pretty like or we like whoa, or Incatrit, yes, Incatrit, and, and the boys are like, because we had picked what our characters were before, so she's like, "This is you," and the boys are like, "Can we have that one?" No, why not? That's not you, but why? Because it's not. But why? <laughs> it's so the two of them played one character, and it was really, really funny. Now, what happened in the game is <laughs> that uh, at one point, uh. Their oh. character was out. Yes, dragon down. <laughs> he, he actually jumped. Oh, really? Is he okay? <laughs> no, he's fine. Okay. He's <laughs> I didn't think he would do it, and he See, did it. You never can tell what those dragons do. The dragon is down. I repeat, a dragon is down. A dragon, um, a dragon is down. Um, so stupid. We have to do so. I married an ex murderer at some point, but anyway, I'm so afraid of watching that again and having it be so inappropriate. And it's I'm, awful. I'm so it's afraid to hate it. Okay, <laughs> but so um, the boys were playing the same character. And there was a part where their characters were in front of an outhouse. <laughs> and it turned out that there was a bear in the outhouse. <laughs> There's a and, bear in the and, outhouse. Yeah. And together, the boys decided the best thing to do was to pee on the bear. Now, Nikki oh, you is- You have to say the reason that- Right, I'll say the reason. Now, okay. Aunt, Aunt Nikki is going, I don't think that's very smart. Because there's a thing where you basically have- um, it's not lives, right? But you have points. And if you you kind of run yeah. out of them based on like the power that your character already has um, or has gained or lost based on the play of the game, you're not going to be able to withstand certain threats. And, and so- Can the, I just say that usually a DM does not give that type of heads up, but if a DM gives you a heads up, Listen. <laughs> Listen. So the children go, now we're going to do it. So of course they get mauled by the dragon. Yeah. And we found out that the reason they did it is because they just wanted to take our phones and play video games, yeah, which yeah. is what they did. And so like a couple, like last week, he goes, my son says, you know, we did that because we just wanted to play. I'm like, yes, we knew. We're not stupid. We figured it out, but um, but it was funny and it was lots of giggling and laughing, and they felt like they had a victory that they didn't really have. So, um, yeah, good for them. But yeah, the whole reason uh, Leslie's son said that they decided to pee on the bear mm -hmm. was uh, his comment was, 
uh, he has scar. It'll it's absorb. It'll absorb. Mm -hmm. That was his reason for going ahead. Which I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, they're gonna die. Because you gonna know, die. It's a bear, and they didn't have a lot of hit points. Those of you that know the game, they had like between the, the character had like ten, and is a bear like one swipe. <laughs> They were just complete. They were obliterated. It's not even. That was like a critical hit in every possible way. Uh, it was nothing. No coming back from that. Yeah. And because so, I kind of knew that they were done. I mean, there are things you can do, like a saving throw or this, that, or the other. Right. I figured it was also a good life lesson. Like you poke a bear, you, you're going to well, get mauled and and die. <laughs> well, well, yep. well. Um, and so the game became more interesting after. Interesting in a different way after that because. Um, but anyway, it was fun and it was a fun experience with literally generations of people and, you know, the fact that it was the three of us and a lifetime friend and the son of, of another lifetime friend and our kids and uh, me and Leslie's kids. And um, it was, it was really fun. Like, I don't know if I had any expectations about what it was going to be like because that's how much about Dungeons and Dragons I did not know like I knew that it was a role-playing game and I knew the stigma of it you know either because of the devil or because of um it being a nerdy quote unquote thing um but I really had no expectations but I have to tell you the most intriguing part was how into it Nikki is I mean really seriously mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, the fact mm -hmm. that she prepared like so so much and we're having these conversations where she goes you need to pick a name you need to pick what what kind of character you are I need to do all the things and um it was a thing it's like a whole it was thing. a thing but a, fun, a whole freaking fun 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 thing um and it was nice again being able to sort of relax into that with people that I know. And, and that trust. you knew that we've been silly together for, for 53 years now almost. And so if there was any group that we were going to kind of like break into, break past our um, our comfort zones and the silliness, it was going to be this group of people because we, we have not, you know, played this, but like we have this intricate dance, a total eclipse of the heart, and we, you know, just do dumb, dumb things together for a very long time. We've traveled internationally and gotten lost. Um, so I think at that point, yes, you know, we have taken this was a fictional journey. We have taken many dumb journeys um together. Yeah. And uh it's uh, you know, it's really good. What I liked about it the most in the breaking down of things is that when you can be vulnerable, you can have fun when you can yeah. be all right let's just there are so many movies or tv shows where the turning point for a character is when they really get into a thing or they really understand it like at um it's not a great movie but uh the birdcage you know at when they have to for some reason dress up gene hackman and drag i don't even know why but I can't remember. It was stupid. Doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. But that there was a breakthrough because that character became vulnerable and gave in and into the world in which he was. And by the right. way, Hank Hank Azaria says that he, of course, could never play Agador again. He was like, it was completely inappropriate. I don't even know what that was. I I cannot play the Latino houseboy, you oh, know, no. ever or call him a houseboy. 
So oh, no. these mm-hmm. these are things that we learned, but um, that that's beside the point. I also enjoyed it because like Nikki was so serious. I say, can you come to my house? And she goes, take a picture of your table. Oh, that was so funny. And I took a picture of the table. She goes, nope. And I was like, well, dang. And she went, it wasn't personal. It's like saying, hi, we're going to have a wedding in your backyard. Take a picture backyard. That's my patio. That's not a it is it it was what it was. I was like, oh, she's serious, serious. She like Y'all sur- don't even know. No, she's serious. Um, that's how serious yeah. she is. And but once again, I love that because like Sam said, everybody has a thing. My late husband was a football dork. We had one of the worst fights we ever had because he did fantasy draft and fantasy football, and he had this mm, I almost said something. I always called it stupid magazine that he bought that was like $30 or something. They had the scouting magazine and he left it in the bathroom on the floor and it got wet. And I'm thinking you must not want this. So I threw it away because <laughs> he left it on the floor and it got wet. Yeah. It's like yeah, a little tacky condo girl, the fight the, you don't, it's like, well, and I made the mistake of saying, well, if you respect it, if it was important, why was it on the floor? I, so he watched it and I was like I and I realized how serious it was because he had taken so much time he had notes in the margins and that kind of thing and I made the mistake of going well can't you do it can't you get another one no that every there was nothing to say at that point can't you get a new head how about new eyes no it was not a thing so I literally went in the room into our bedroom and shut the door and turned the lights off like okay just I'm going to bed and he would between commercials fling the door open and glare at me and then fling it close it and i was like oh for god's sake but i understand i can't think of anything i'm that serious about but i got some stuff like if somebody said you don't need those medals for 5ks they were taking out space in a box and i threw them out or law and order if but there's nothing i own that's law and order besides some t-shirts that you didn't rebuy it's fine there's nothing like but i yeah i take that very seriously but i don't have any money invested in it the medals you do. The medals I do. Oh. My knees. My knees. So, yeah, I completely, everyone's got to think because we would say, oh, we're running. People go, why are you running? That's stupid. I would never run unless somebody was chasing me. I, why are you paying money to exercise? I'm like, if I have to explain it to you. And that's the thing, if I have to explain it to you, why am I bothering? But the fact that we, I know people who've said, oh, we'll just, we'll walk it and we'll have a good time. And they had a good time doing it. Or, you know, the Dungeons and Dragons thing. Because it doesn't seem so scary. And I think it has to do with Nikki because Nikki is someone that I trust. So I don't think Nikki would try to introduce me into a cult or something that was. um... (laughs) That's what she wants you to think. (laughs) She bought it. She bought it. Dang, am I in a cult now? But again, it's Nikki who somehow gets us to uh mention her every episode. It is I a call. I didn't even know you're doing it. I found out later, like I'm listening to it and I'm like, why are they talking about me? Well, it's because you've known you literally <laughs> I, I keep saying with people who are listening, we have literally, I've known Lynn my whole life because she's my twin sister. We probably met Nikki the week after we were born. I mean, we were, we're 15 days apart and our parents have always known each other. So when I say that she has been our friend all our lives, literally, literally, and the first several, 
years of our life, our birthday parties were together, and it just my <laughs> two pictures. We have to put them somewhere on the page or something. There's the one picture um, where we're little, probably a year old, and Nikki is pinching Lynn, and I'm <laughs> I'm leaned over in my little seat, like I'm not a part of this. I'm not a part of this. And then there's the one where we're a little older and we have like the will spout things. <laughs> it just like chaos. Everybody looks like Is that the one with the birthday hat? Yes. With and Nikki's hat. trying I to take I'm on the tricycle. Is that the one I'm on the tricycle or I'm not sure. Nikki's trying to take her hat <laughs> off because she hates it. And Lynn yeah. looks like she's crying. I, I don't even And know I'm that. just in the corner going, no, I'm again, I am not a part of this. It's it's really funny, it's, the amount of pictures. There's a picture of Leslie and I when we were like two and our uh, first cousin, Tamara, who was one at the time. Mm -hmm. And literally, <laughs> Leslie is in the corner. All of like my baby, baby pictures are this, it's this expression. She, yes, it looks like the baby is like falling off of the thing. Uh, oh, Nick, Leslie's in the middle. Leslie looks concerned, and I am just grinning on the side. Like, <laughs> oh my God, no she idea. was the cutest because Tamara is clawing. She's falling off. Like, okay, imagine Sicily. Picture it, Sicily. Picture it. A mound of carpet, a box covered in carpet that and they would at a JC Penny that they would shove children onto. I don't know why. And so Tamara is on one side. She's beautiful little girl, little pink dress, so dainty, little little flippy hair, and she's falling off of the thing. And her, you can see in the picture her little fingerprints. A little fingernails in my arm because she's falling. And I look like the baby. Y'all, the baby, the baby. And Lynn's on the other side going. It's really <laughs> funny. I have that picture in my office and it's hilarious. Um, and, and you guys are wondering what this has to do with it. What does that do with the fact that when you go into a situation like this with your friends and people that you trust, it's the best. I, I can't imagine like doing this, I would love to do it again with Nikki or with someone else if someone I knew wanted to do it, but I can't imagine going to the store, the store around the corner for me that does D&D games. Not interesting. Well, actually, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push a little bit with that um, because think about how I do with with my therapy group. Right. These folks know each other. Well, I, was, so, I just, I don't have what, time. Right, right. Well, do, yeah. well, what I'm saying is that in playing the game, especially if it's a regular meetup, right. you, you develop that report you become a group you become a team you become especially if you're an adventure group you find yourself um falling into like the roles like who's the one that takes the lead who's the one that's the nurturer who's the one that's the just running jumping and stuff you know you find yourself falling into these roles and it's actually part of the therapeutic part of it it's called bleed bleed in bleed out where mm. you take elements of yourself and it goes into your character and elements of your character goes into you did you so, say blood in blood out i did not i said bleed in and bleed out it's the same thing i say <laughs> it's not about dungeons and dragons i say okay stop it's about us and respect okay oh, no. and for dungeons and dragons yeah, for that didn't right. That line wasn't even in the movie. Anyway. It um, wasn't, but we made we it. Lied to. But anyway, we so basically Let's go for real, you made that up. Okay. <laughs> so basically, if you have um if you are let's say you're scared to speak out or you you know, you're very shy and you don't feel the need to speak out, but you make your character 
a bard or a rogue or someone that counts on being outgoing and charismatic. Right. And so what happens is you have to act that way in this role-playing game and you have to throw yourself out there. What happens is you start to feel a smidge more confident in it and you find it bleeding over into real life. Oh, I love it. And so so that's why, you know, it, it is possible to, especially this, the, the, I, I love this for people that have like social anxiety or yeah. issues with um, friendships, making friends and things, because- it, it puts you in this sort of safe environment, sort of this world where you can be a little more out there, be a little more social. And what happens is the group definitely starts to cohese. I mean, I definitely see it with my group now where they there is get, there's cohesion there. There's a sense of camaraderie and a sense of being apart, even though the people in my group didn't know each other before we came together. So- so it, it 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 is fun to play with friends and it is probably easier to jump right into it when sure. you're with people that you're comfortable with and safe with. But I will say that, especially if you actually get into it and let yourself just take that first step, it is not that hard to sort of get into a sense of safety and feeling comfortable and feeling like you're part of a group. And it's really, it's really cool where it goes from there. I appreciate I that. I do too. And I think that this sort of leads us to mm-hmm. um, our question that we sometimes forget to ask people. And Sam is in the back going, Yay, you remember it. Nikki, yeah. um, if you've ever thought that Dungeons and Dragons was cheesy, uh, do you think it is now? Good question. I forgot what, what do we have? Do we define cheesy? Like a specific definition is cringy, right? Stuff that's sort of cringy. How do you define it? How do you define it? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> not, I actually meant to look this up. Oh, and I totally forgot. So to me, cheesy is something that's kind of cringy, kind of like if your parents did it, you'd be like, oh my God, you know, yes. so it, it makes you look away, but it's also kind of cute and funny too, but in a way that you just kind of can't look at, but you're sort of smirking. Um, so does your child feel that way about it? My child? Yes. About Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. I don't think so. Oh, wait, Sam's like, yeah, Sam's like, okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> fine, fine. Um, <laughs> but, but he plays with us anyway. I was about um, to ask. Well, see, that's the most important part. That's love. Um, but so do I think that <laughs> I used to think it was cheesy? Yes, yes, I did. Um, do I still think it's cheesy? I see how on the outside looking in it is cheesy but I think when you are in it it doesn't feel like it's cheesy if that I makes f- sense I feel that by the way can I tell I because I love cheesy things when we were picking our thing my character is an elf and I Nikki said what do you <laughs> want to name him and I go blinky and she's like of course so when we would it would get quiet we were bored I go blinky like oh lord so and then for a week i would send emails to in message to him and go so anyway what time are we um and you know it's so loud it's cutting off the mic i'm so sorry and you had to do with like the wayne's world um fake guitar riff Um, well it was funny because everyone else had names like you know you know sebastian aurora whatever and leslie's like my name is blinky Blinky. yeah it was like (laughs) It's so different from everyone else's name. Because I'm, like, I'm of an idiot. Of course you're Blinky. Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. And that's what she said, of course. 
Someone's like Demarin Stormborn O'Brien Windcastle Windswept Falcon. I'm like Blinky. Blinky. It was so funny. Well, Nikki, yeah, I, is think, there... I think on the outside looking in, it's cheesy. But if you're in it, I don't think it's cheesy at all. I love um, it. Yeah. Well, Nikki, is there anywhere uh, besides on the lips of the people on our podcast every week? Mm-hmm. Is there any way, <laughs> um, anywhere you want to be found? Um, well, I uh, currently am working um, like with my D&D group um, at mm. Prism Integrated Health, and it's here in Texas. Um, so any any Texas folks listening out, if you need a place to go for your therapeutic needs Aww. or the Dragon Group needs, Prism Integrated Health. Um, I will also- yeah, um, I'm also working on my website, so I probably shouldn't put it out there until I actually get it up and okay. running uh, properly. Um, and I have so many five. Oh, say, okay, fine. NikkiLewisTherapy.com is going to be my website. I mean, it exists. It just has nothing on it yet, but it okay. will be there. And I will also have on it information about my um, my uh, reptile therapy, um, Scaly Days of Reptile Experience. This is a... I, I have what? A, oh yeah I got so many irons in the fire baby yeah oh, I want to start like going around with my reptiles and doing groups like I did at my previous job and doing groups um basically helping people get over their fears of reptiles mm-hmm. and, um and I, I think therapeutic benefit of them because I, I feel soothed when I'm holding my uh you know bearded dragon when he's not jumping all over the place and just <laughs> you know just being comforted from having an animal there that that wants to be close he is um, chilling and i appreciate that and, and, oh there were times i was like girl you're dragging get in the way and he's like don't lurk <laughs> on me lady i don't even know you what you trying he's to not gonna go far he he is a very much a people person dragon because he's guys you far. didn't see at first it was so cute he was like nestled in, on her chest like i love this it's so happy i'm so happy then he's like let me see what else is over there yeah it's like he got in his defense up. If yeah. you were pl- paying attention to him, he would still be there. Yeah, well, he's very needy, very needy dragon. But oh, anyway, the so- needy dragon. Anyway, this <laughs> has been delightful, and it just of the things that we talked about, it was such a personal thing because there was a personal experience that we all had together, and it made me understand it. She didn't just say go play D anD D, come back. She was like, let's let's figure it out. Uh, and we also because we love her, we miss her. And it was nice to see her in person have an event. We just didn't go. We're just going to stay there and stare at each other and eat mozzarella sticks. Um, oh, oh, I forgot to mention that. That is a huge part of D&D. Snacks. Snacks oh. are critical to Dungeons and Dragons. Well, and, it yeah. takes, and what this one, once again, one of the things I liked about it, and I know we keep wrapping up in the knot, is that there's a, <laughs> there's a time commitment to it. And it the commitment, it's yeah. like, I remember when I was back in York, I first learned about, um, what do you call the thing? Uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, my friends Dan and Chris did it, and they. I was. I don't even know why I was at the house. I was at Dan's house for some reason, probably talking to his wife, and they were there for hours, hours in the basement. Like people flew in to do this, and I was like, "What are we doing? What are we doing?" But then I'll fly to go see Crowded House. I don't care exactly it's it's, oh, it's but, you know it's what you love i mean it, it's a it's a big thing it, it is a big time commitment and when i get when i get back to the you know east coast uh hopefully this year um no this year yes. um I, I plan on actually having groups and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask y'all on uh officially on on the in the internets are y'all gonna play with me 
at least once I can't, I commit to nothing. I'm a single mother. I commit to absolutely, I don't join committees. I don't do groups. I do, do <laughs> weekly nothing except for this, which I can do in my bedroom sitting on my floor pillow. So um, I will play at least once. I'll play as out as much as I can. I can't commit to no group or nothing. So if I, if my, if Blinky gets written out and eaten by a dragon or something at some oh, point, because they sick of me, that's fine. Oh, we'll give you something more exciting than being eaten by a dragon. There's way, way better ways to go than that. <laughs> Carried by a dragon, flying over a volcano, <sighs> and then giving the most glorious spirit finger uh, guitar riff as he slowly explodes. Oh my gosh. But well, saves the day and illuminates the, the valley so the rest of the group can see. It writes itself. What? It writes itself. It does. Go. Well... <laughs> On behalf of Leslie, Nikki, Sebastian the Dragon, <laughs> and producer Sam, and also myself, uh, we thank you for uh, being here and um, go play Dungeons and Dragons. And, and keep it easy. Keep it breathy. Keep it cheesy. What? Bye.